What up, what up, what up? It's your boy H2O, and welcome to another edition, another episode of the New Balance Podcast. Man, I'm so excited to be with you today with my lovely co-host, my baby girl, Nicole M. H is in the building. What up, boo? What's up? Um, <laughs> ain't nothing like that family love, right? Right. Uh, what up, podcast family? So glad to be back on with you. As you can see, we got a lot of energy in the studio on today. Yes. Uh, but we're excited about this episode uh, to get to you. But before we dive in the episode, just checking in. What up? What's up? 2022. Yeah. Uh, new things, new era, new, new era. beginnings. Yeah. Uh, start the year off slanging. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, anything worth having is always some fighting uh, for it. And um, even though this year is off to a great start, you know, we already find ourselves with some fights. So we'll get more into that later on in the uh, podcast. But think it not strange. They get not strange. It's a part of it. Um, yeah. Before David became king, man, he had some major fights that he had to, to actually go through and overcome. But I promise you, if you go through, it's definitely going to overcome. Yeah. What do you have to say about that? Because you're a fighter. You look <laughs> like you like me. No, I'm not talking about a physical fighter, but I know you're a fighter uh, in terms of your dreams, your ambitions. Um, yeah sacrificing uh doing what you're doing in life oh, yeah. you have to sacrifice a lot to get here yeah um, most teenagers wouldn't be willing to give up with you was that uh willing to give up but at such a young age, yeah. yeah oh definitely at such a young yeah, age yeah but when you think about legacy and you think about the long game it's sometimes some short-term discomforts to get that long lasting satisfaction yeah i am my dad's daughter that's all that really explains it because you know, I get it from you and mom too, but you know, Definitely. especially from you. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a fight, you know, um, and I don't know why. I just feel led to share that with you before we even get into the legacy. Some of you are, all, you started 2022. You started off swinging and fighting. Matter of fact, you left out of 2021 fighting. Yeah. And listen, don't think it's strange, right? Keep fighting. Keep hope alive. I know uh, we make fun of that quote, and we know who quoted it, but I, I promise you, it is so true. You have to keep your hope alive. Hope is the gasoline that you need that's going to get you through. So to whoever you are, whether it's a family fight, whether it's a health fight, a financial fight, a marriage fight, a family fight, relationship, whatever type of fight it is, you're going to win, right? And I hope through this podcast you'll receive some encouragement to keep your head up, yeah. right? And for those who don't know, the sacrifice we're talking about specifically, just to get some context, was choosing to do dual credit and giving up the normal or, you know, the, yeah, the normal high school experience, you know, not being able to do all the things that, you know, your friends get to do at their high schools, you know, you gotta like give that up to get ahead in a way, especially, you know, me on the track that I chose, getting my associates and my high school diploma at the same time, you, know, you kind of give up some stuff and it kind of, it kind of hurts here and there, but it's worth it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Trust me. 
I guarantee you, your mom was in some pain when she had you and Matt. Um, but, you know, the short term discomfort didn't even, uh, it didn't even qualify to compare to the joy um, that she was going to have once she held you. <laughs> and so if you could ever imagine holding the thing that you're fighting for, that you've been waiting for, I promise you it's a day, the thing that you're carrying, the thing that you're fighting for, you are going to hold it, yeah. right? You're going to hold it, right? I don't know who this is for on today. This is not part of our script or none of that. We're talking about legacy, but I do believe when you find out what your leg legacy is and you begin to pursue it, I promise you, there are going to be multiple fights along the way, right? right. And uh, I just want to, or we just want to encourage you to um, to stand in there, hang in there. You know, it was four years ago. She's getting ready to walk across the stage now. All the hard work is paid off. Yeah. So, um, and because of that hard work, some other things are at the finish line waiting on her yeah. because she did, she dared to fight, right? So um, that's the first message. We're just going to tell you to fight, <laughs> Yeah, that's you, you're getting two podcasts in one, right? right? The first podcast is about fighting, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but it all is relatable because we're talking about legacy. Um, this is probably no, it's not probably this is episode three, yeah. And um, oh, wow, it is episode yeah, it's three. episode three. I, we're rolling, man. Yeah. We, so much going on, and now it's just a normal thing to be in the studio all the time, so I can't keep up with all these episodes, so um. <laughs> Just thank you for partnering with us and uh, being a part of this journey. But uh, we talked about, you know, legacy and um, I'm going to read your definition. You said it's the blueprint for inheritance, having something built that is meant to be passed down and should be worked through the hands of the next generation. I love that definition. I think that's so true as it relates to, to legacy. Um, we could also say it this way, it's taking what you've learned from the previous generation and applying it into your future, right? Uh, when you do so, you can now have a bond, a bold new way of thinking and a new plan of action, right? When something about legacy that's been done before you, something that's been paved or a path being made, when you step into those shoes, it makes it so much easier, right? Um, I, I think one of the greatest examples of when you look at legacy and you look at what God had in mind, he talked about having Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? And I feel like depending on what stage of life you are, you could be Isaac, I mean, Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, right? And so um, legacy is so powerful. Um, we've been talking about it, um, what the scripture says, in Proverbs, I believe it's 13, 22, where a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Yeah. And uh, I remember saying in one of the episodes, me and my wife, we're doing things now in terms of legacy for people we haven't even met yet, right? And um, for me, it's so exciting. And um, you can say, how could you work so hard? And how could you do the things that we, you know, that you're doing? for people you haven't met yet, because I've seen a pattern. I've seen the legacy of it. You know, Dr. King, they, he did what he did for me, for you. He never met you. He never met me. He don't know my name. He don't know anything about me, but he knew there was a generation coming that would have these opportunities. And when you think of it in that context, we have a grand responsibility 
um, as it relates to legacy, right? Um, I think with legacy, we've been talking about, you may not have a legacy or a legacy that you're proud of. If that's the case, I wanna challenge you to sit down before the month of January is over, Mm -hmm. begin to write a new legacy, begin to think about it, pray about it, seek out people who you may, who you may admire, right? And they may have a legacy that you want to model, right? Right. And and when I say model, I don't mean necessarily be exactly like them, but you want to model the principles that they're using or the principles that they have in play Mm -hmm. that's getting them the success or or the things that's working for for their legacy, you know? Um, When I read your definition, what what came to mind? Um, Because I think it's so powerful. Um, By the way, I well, I don't want to say stealing, but I am going to borrow your definition. And you'll hear me sharing this definition from now on whenever I talk about legacy. The blueprint. Yeah. yeah. Really, it just came to mind and thinking about my life and how I was raised and all the stuff that we've been through as a family. Oh, yeah. It just came naturally because that's really what me and Matthew's roles are Yeah. in legacy. Yeah. So it just came naturally. It wasn't really like a like 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 a meditation process that took a whole day or a couple of hours. It just it just flowed naturally. And I think that's something that people sometimes take for granted. Like it's not supposed to be, well, yes, it's, it's supposed to be a process to make to to make it to make to make your legacy, but then also it's like when when God speaks to you, write it down. Yeah. Don't just no, don't overthink it. Absolutely. No, I actually that, and I actually that for a reason, because I want the viewer to understand that it's just that your answer is within you. Sometimes it you need to you need to connect to what's happening around you or what's happening in your present, in your present play of life. In other words, the things that is going on the things that have gone on, just like what my daughter said. So for me, and for me and my wife, when she made that statement, I know that what we were doing is working because it's gonna come a time where they become an age where they can process life at a different speed. Yeah. And so now the things we've been talking about, the things we've been in platinum and that we've been doing over and over again, now all of a sudden, it's, it's basically, it's, you come to a place a maturity, right? Maturity is not a certain age. When you turn 18, it doesn't mean you're an adult. When yeah. you turn 21, it doesn't mean that you're an adult, right? You become an adult when you mature, right? And so that's a, it's not an age thing, it's a maturity thing. And so when you mature, it's like, man, I've been going about this the wrong way. It's time to make a change, right? Yeah. And so um, just do it. I know it's a little scary and it's like, I don't know, I know, I know those feelings when you have to step out and do something you hadn't done before. But I promise you, if you make the choice, if you make the, the uh, decision, I promise you, you can get the results. Yeah. And uh, don't think it's strange when adversity comes and everything seems to be falling and falling apart. Keep your focus, go through those things and keep the legacy before you, right? And talking about responsibility, you mentioned this earlier. Um, I wrote down a definition of 
something that we were discussing earlier. What is your responsibility for legacy? Yeah. What I wrote down was um, take what you've learned from previous generations and apply it into your future. By doing so, you now have bonded an old way of thinking and a new plan of action. Mm. Yeah. yeah, see, I told you I was borrowing your stuff. Yeah, borrowing my stuff. Yeah. But it's, that's good yeah. because that today, that's the question that's driving this podcast. Yes. What is your responsibility, right? We all have a responsibility. My daughter, she, Nicole, she alluded to it earlier. She's saying her and her brother, that's their responsibility now in the portion of the legacy. Because right now, me and my wife, there are some things we put in place, but they're still part of the legacy that we're building before their eyes, right? Yeah. So by the time we finish building this portion of it, right, um, they'll come in and be able to do their part and so on with our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? Because it's already been done. When you look at the life of David, David put some things in place for Solomon to be successful. We know who Solomon was. The Bible talks about him being the wisest man that ever lived. We understood what God did through him, right? But it was part of him being able to be successful at that rate and at that speed is because of what David did, right? His father put some things in place. And as a father, as a mother, especially you fathers, if you're a father, I don't, it's not too late. Put the things in place for the Solomons that are coming from, that are coming uh, behind you. And so um, uh, you don't have to, if you don't have a model, I promise you, there is one out there for you to follow and one for you to imitate so you can get the results that you desire to get out of it, right? Right. So um, one of the things we also talked about kind of in our review, um, one of the ways you, you, you create a legacy and you make sure that legacy is maintained is you have to be willing to weave that legacy in every aspect of your life, home, your yeah. family life, ministry. For us, it's our faith, right? Our relationship with, with Jesus Christ is the most important thing about us period. And it's first, it's foremost, everything else that we do in life falls under that, right? right. And so everything that we do is, is weaved into it, right? I don't care what it is. When you taste the oil of it, that's going to be the foundation of it. Yeah. And now, highlighting what you said about keeping faith first, we always plan out our year. And at crucial times during the year, we always have fasts and consecrations to keep God first yeah. because he's the only one that, that can open doors and close doors and, you know, make those impacts in our lives that are beneficial. Yes, right. man has some power to a certain extent, but it's not, it's not God. It's, it's, it's not the same. So what we do is we always come together as a family and take those times to put God first so that certain things can happen and be put into place. Awesome. That's that we always do. And that's something that I definitely want to carry on in our legacy as a family. Absolutely. That's a huge part of our legacy. Yeah, is probably one of the most important parts of our legacy um, that, we, that we're doing, that we're going to pass along. It's uh, really one of, uh, it's not a secret, but yet it is a secret ingredient. And I talk to the people uh, all the time. They're asking me, hey, man, how you doing? And I tell them, but I tell them also the secret that's in the sauce. Um, and when I say a secret, um, like I said, it's really not a secret, but it can be a secret if you know it and you don't use it. You, you made it a secret to yourself. 
Um, and that's the worst place to be. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. If, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So today, um, I know we've already had one podcast on fighting, right? Uh, but really today, uh, I want to read a verse of scripture to you that's going to kind of govern the rest of this podcast that I think is very powerful. I want to pull some uh, some words out of it just to get you to think. And so this is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. It says, what you heard from me, keep as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. It says, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you, guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. I think that is such a powerful scripture. And we understand when you when you read this, it's obviously talking about you know Timothy. And we know that Paul was a mentor to Timothy. Timothy, Timothy was able to pull down legacy downloads from Paul that made his ministry, his life better. So he says something here, says, what you heard from me, it says, keep as a pattern of sound teaching. That's what legacy is. It's a pattern, right? And those who walk in legacy, they found those things, those patterns, and they kept them and they continue to practice them. That's why the legacy can continue to go. And then another thing it says in verse 14, it says, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Legacy is about guarding that great deposit, right? And then it says that was entrusted to you. There are some things that I'm entrusting to my daughter. There are some things that I'm entrusting to my son and I expect them to guard the good deposit. What me and my wife are doing, the things that I'm doing, the, wife, the things that my wife are doing, these are good deposit that's going to benefit them in generations to come. So we have an expectation of them to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, there's some things that was passed down to me with the same trust, right? Um, there's some patterns that I, I function in in life that come directly from my grandfather, yeah. that come directly from my grandmother, that come directly from my mother. And listen to me, I practice them in my daily life. I pass them on to my wife. I pass them on to all of my children. I pass them to my whoever is able to receive. I pass them on. Why? Because they work. They keep me grounded. They keep us grounded as a family. And there are some things that my wife, she got some good some patterns from her grandparents, from her mother, right? And we've taken those and we use them in our family. And I'm telling you, we're getting the results because we use them, right? And um, when you get a good deposit, it's game changer. Trust me, trust me. Uh, if you deposit into my bank account $500,000 right now, that's a good deposit. And I promise you, I'm going to be a good steward over it. You want to share that deposit? I didn't say anything about sharing. I, right now, I'm just saying I'm going to be a good deposit. No, you know, look at it. She know I'm going to share it with the, these girls, man. They just, whatever they ask for, they get it. Mm-hmm. But a good deposit is a good deposit is a good deposit, right? And so that's that's an example, but whatever good deposits you've gotten that's been shared with you or patterns, I'm gonna ask you to fight for them, yeah. stand on them, right? Um, this was some valuable information that Timothy was getting, right? And so I wanna encourage you just like Timothy, look, keep those patterns, man. There are, there are some things that's just sound teaching. 
And obviously, we, like I said, we, we can't stop talking about our faith because that's who we are. But I do understand outside of our faith teachings, there are some other teachings, just natural things, some natural principles, some natural orders. There are some natural systems. If you partake of them, right, you need to keep them as patterns and weave those into your legacy, right? Yeah. So when we talk about, you know, keeping a pattern and guarding good deposit, what comes to mind, Colby? This scripture... First of all, it highlights the importance of discernment and using the Holy Spirit to navigate your further actions to preserve the legacy. Mm. And, you know, having a legacy is great and all, but there's also another side to it. Okay. Anything that is important or affects generations, there's always a flip side to it, you know, because okay. there are different blockers and prohibitors that keep you. Oh man, now wait a minute. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, the podcast just took a turn. Okay, so so you said there's a flip side to it. So in other words, when you get responsibility, right? Uh or what, like say for instance, uh me and mom, we're going to we're going to Vegas for the weekend just to have some great time. You know, we need a break from, from these children. No, the, no, we need the parents need a break from the children. Um no. But there would be responsibility given. So, hey, we're going to be gone for a week. You and Matt hold down the home. There are some responsibilities yeah. that come with you and Matthew being here, right? Um, for instance, you know, there are things that have to happen throughout the week that pertains to our home that has to be done. Yeah. So when we leave you guys that responsibility, I'm not going to be calling you every day to check in to make sure the responsibilities have been done. Why? Why am I going to call you and check in? Because I've already shown you, yeah. I've already taught you, and my expectation is that you're responsible and that you're going to handle business. Exactly. And so when you talk about it having um, some blockers, there are some legacy blockers that you have to guard against. And the first one we want to talk about is just having a lack of focus. It will kill the legacy. It, really will. it, it will kill the legacy. Like I just talked about somebody blessing me with $500,000 that's definitely a blessing for our family. But if I have a lack of focus and I don't think ahead and I just take the $500 and just spin it all up right now and it's gone before 2022 is over, I think to me that was a lack of focus of what could be in our future. Yeah. That's very immature and I think it's very juvenile. Yeah. It's really selfish. Yeah. Me just spending it on all the things I want, you know, uh, things I want to do. How would you feel about that? I'd be mad. Look, yeah, you'd be like, man, I'd be like, when Cole, you know, I, you want to go to that university, I think now nah, you can't go, you want to go to college in Maine. And, uh, you know what I mean? We, I mean, you could know, no, you have to go to college online. See, see, now, but it, it all derives from me, right? I'm the one with the responsibility. Yeah. When you lack focus as the visionary, when you lack focus as the leader, it doesn't just affect you. It, it affects everything. everybody. So legacy, when you have a legacy, you have a plan, it's important to execute it. It's yeah. so important. Yeah. And another thing is living the life that others want you to live. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we might be here for a minute talking about this. I think you might. Go ahead. So thinking on this subject and 
living the life that others want you to live, one thing it could be, and one thing it most likely is, is someone trying, is somebody trying to live through you because of the past mistakes that they made. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it starts when you're a child and then making little decisions for you saying, oh no, wear this, or, you know, oh no, do this. And at a certain age, yes, you're supposed to be told those certain things because, you know, you know, like that's just how things go. But then it's like, at a certain point, it's like, if you can't think for yourself or act for yourself, it's like, like when you get older, it, you start to question, like, is this me talking or is it my parents or is it people that I was raised around? Oh, wow. You went, you went a whole different route. You went inside. You said, okay, I get it. That's, that's a great, um, if you're getting erroneous information. And I think, man, that, that's definitely for another podcast, but that's definitely important in terms of having that wrong information given to you, you know, um, when you're, when you're that, that age, you know, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking it from the aspect, you said living the life others want you to live. I'm thinking direct, specifically social media, where no, you look at somebody's post, you look at their feed, you look at their timeline, and you see them in uh, Dubai, you see them hopping out of a Lamborghini, you see them with the ice, you see them with the money, with the women, you see them out late night party and you begin to live your life through the lenses of their lives. That's what I'm talking about. What can be a legacy blocker. Social media, I think people actually need to understand that it's fake. You can easily just... Well, I won't say that it's fake. I won't, I won't say that it's fake because there are people on there yeah. who put their lives on there and it really is their life. We have to understand that there are... Yeah, there is it is there are some imitators, right? Uh there are some real deal people okay. out there that's living it. And but this the key is this. Well, if it's real, the first thing is we don't know what it costs them to get to where they are. Yeah. So it, it would so be immature things. and juvenile. There's so many things that yeah, to are, try like to believe said, to want that. Right. I yeah, think that's a better way of saying it. Yeah, assumptions are, I mean, it's the poorest form. The poorest form of yeah, it is. It's just don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. And now it's one thing to see that and it inspire you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great to, to, to receive inspiration, but just trying to live your life through that, man, it's, listen, it's going to leave you left out. And for a generation who oh, spends man. a lot of their time, you know, just glass surfing, you have to make sure that your heart is right. And I'm telling you, parents, if you have if you have glass circles in your house, uh, you have to be engaged because uh, whether we want to talk about it or not, we, we have a generation that's really sick. And when I say sick, I mean just sick mentally, they're sick psychologically, and they're sick emotionally because they spend too much time glass surfing at things that really aren't real or achievable. Why? Because they're fake, right? Well, it's just, it's not, it's not, it's not what it seems, right? I think it is achievable, but right now it's not something you should be wanting at that age. Well, I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure if you're going to ever own three different color uh, G-Wagons. I just don't it could really... It's to work in increments. It's good to have... Yeah, but you're 15. <laughs> how you go, I mean, how you, I, you know, how you have three G-Wagons... And like you don't even know how to make your bed up, and 
you know, it's, it can be, it's, and now once again, what do we say? Two, listen, two different generations, right? So we, this is good. I, I like to have this debate. So at home, you know how they engage because there are there are things they do talk about yeah. that I have a different perspective and you have a different perspective yeah. on it, right? And so it's no harm and no foul in that. But at the end of the day, we have to come to, okay, now for our home, may not be for your home, we have to say, okay, what does God say, mm-hmm. right? What does God say? And now how does this line up and how does it fit into life? Exactly. And we go from there. So, because we could really, we could go all different ways yeah, with that particular one. What we're talking about, it's just all about priorities. Yeah. At the age of 15, if you want to own three G wagons, do it. It just depends on what steps you take to do it. And if yeah. it's like the right steps. And what I'm really saying is, is that don't long after stuff that, you know, that, that, tops what you need to be focusing on at the age of 15, right. you know what I mean? But it goes all the way back. My question is, why do you want three G-Wagons at the age of 15? Who wouldn't want three G-Wagons at the age of 15? Three G-Wagons at the age of 15? So just to drive one, a, a different color? One, a black one and a white one. And a white one. Yeah. So you just, you want to have them to drive just different ones? Right interior? Yeah. See, she's, just drive a different one every day. Because I'm not hating you, you know what I'm saying? Your, your parents may be able to buy you three different G-Wagons. And it's so... Man, God bless you. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not tripping on that. I, I don't want to get off or get on a tangent, but I think when you're living the life, others want you to live. Yeah. And social media is about, it's really a portion of it is about that. People putting these lives out there that may not necessarily be the truth, but yet you're spending all your time trying to imitate it. That's really the whole point. And the next one I really want to get on to is having bitterness, anger, fear, and another one I want to add is resentment. Mm, legacy blockers. Our faith tells us, you know, it's, it's cool to be angry. It's okay to be angry, but sin, you know, don't, don't sin. And the anger that we see uh, that's before our eyes, uh, the fear that we see, bitterness, and then you say resentment, you know, uh, it's something that we have to talk about it's uh, things that we need to discuss. Um, I think when you see someone angry, obviously there's a root to it, right? If you never get uh, down to the root of what it is or what's going on with it, um, it can really cost someone their life. And I'm not just talking about them dying, but it could cost them their life, meaning they never walk into and become the person that they should. And so uh, these things are very, very important um, when we talk about legacy blockers, especially if you're the legacy sprinter with the baton, right? So uh, we have to talk about these things. What what did you want to say about that? Because you said resentment. Talk about resentment to me. With legacy, you know, I'm going to focus on the family perspective of it because, you know, no family is perfect. And somebody that was raised a certain way and never really learned how to properly, you know, like, control their emotions or learn how to move on from certain things you it's it's built up resentment from years of whatever you're going through and it's like I don't want to have a legacy from this family I don't want to be a part of this I want to forget about this and start my own legacy but then also where you come from is it, it made you who you are right and I feel that you should use that as fuel to create a new legacy 
you you can't just forget about it or mm. you know what I mean that's real yeah. good that's good uh resentment from that from that vantage point yeah you're absolutely right um uh, think about this if you if that's you and you decide to hey I'm gonna just run away from it and and you do start another legacy trust me the thing that you ran away from it's gonna show you, another part of your Bingo, it's going to pop back up. It's just like that beach ball. You can push it down under the water. It's just going to pop up somewhere else. So um, not a, nothing wrong with you starting another part of the legacy to make the family or uh, make whatever it is better. But you have to deal with those. We call them ghosts of the past, problems of the past, hurts of the past, disappointments of the past, letdowns of the past, failures of the past, whatever they are. We have to deal with them because trust me, they're going to show up in other areas. So I think that's another good one. Um, let's move on with it. I think another one um, that we talk about, I think we should talk about a little bit is urgencies that smother priorities. So it's like, what? Urgencies that smother priorities. What's urgent and what's priority? Right? Um, I really want to be sitting down watching every NFL football game on red zone, right? But it's just urgent. What we're doing right now is priority. Mm -hmm. And there was a point in my life where my urgencies overshadowed all of the priorities. And because of it, I lived life uh, in a glass that was less than half full, right? All the potential in the world, um, but because of I was governed by those urgencies, I missed out on opportunities. I had less than, and because I had less than, and I lived life half full, my family, those who love me, those who were connected to me, they suffered those. So you really have to stop and look at the urgencies and, uh, that smother priorities, right? Um, sometimes uh, it's just not, um, it's just not feasible. You know, uh, it's not feasible for me and my wife to be upset with each other. If we're upset with each other, it's a trickle-down effect in the whole home. Uh, it's not feasible for me and my wife to be at odds for a long period of time. Why? It affects our family. It affects our business. It affects us personally. Then it in turn affects our children. So, it's a, it's, you have to look at those things, right? Whatever they are. And you have to really weigh, it's like, man, is this urgency that I have, you know, is it more important than the priority? And, and yeah, yeah, you have, to, you have to know what your priorities are. And see, I can't tell you what your priorities are. You have to know them. So in our home, <laughs> me and my wife, we're great at telling our kids what their priorities are. We're great at it because they have some urgencies that, they, they feel our pri uh, priorities. Now, we're, we're wise enough to know that some of those urgencies they have, they need to explore them and experience them, right? But not at the expense of priorities. Exactly. And so if, if you're training and you're teaching, you wanna train them now, you know, she's getting ready to go off to college, but I have no, no worries at all that the urgencies that she's about to experience in the college life, and you know who you know what I'm talking about. All you parents that went off to college, you know what she's about to experience. You know the pulls, the things that are going to be pulling at her. I'm not worried about any of those things because she's priority driven, right? Mm -hmm. We've helped we've helped train her, and she's trained herself. 
Go ahead. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. And um, thinking about past experiences as well, because I feel like that's contributed to self-training as well. And, you know, talking about your personal experiences and how oh, lives have less than half full. Less than half full. Less than half full. Somebody was a sip in the cup. Not even a sip. It was just a sip in the cup. Because um, back from personal experiences, I did put urgencies over priorities. And, you know, me and my dad, that's why I say sometimes I am my dad's. I, I, I am my, my dad's daughter because we have, like my whole life, I've had people speaking into my life saying, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to be great. I can see you doing this. Yes, it's great. But then also it's like, it's it, it's it's your own self doing that really determines if those things will come to pass or Absolutely. when they'll come to pass. Like, Absolutely. You know, some things I'm not really proud of and it has has trickled down into the family. It's affected my parents. It's affected my brother and it and it's affected me. And then, you know, having to have those hard experiences to actually realize that priorities do need to come before urgencies because the urgencies that I was putting before the things that I needed to get accomplished, they came later in life. And if I would have known that, then I probably wouldn't have did the things I did. But mm-hmm. even I, I, I you know, I, I, I didn't want to say this on the podcast, but I am. I'm proud that those things happened because I have the clarity and have the realization that like I didn't need those things because I feel like if I didn't go through those things, they would have showed up way later in life. Mm-hmm. It came out a lot worse considering how bad the things, you know, happen. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I do. I absolutely. But we we just label them on the urgencies. It, it's not a person that's alive. It's not a person that's watching this. Yeah, yeah. We all have them. We all have to deal with them. That's why I said you have to sit down and find out what the priorities are, mm-hmm. right? And so um, it's, it's, not, it's not easy, but it's definitely doable. Nobody said it's going to be easy. Right. Um, but you can definitely do it. And uh, whenever you can learn from somebody else's failure, I, I promise you, um, learn from that. Don't have you don't have to go through it. And I, I say this, um, they say experience is the best teacher. Not no, true. It's not. it's not a lie. So if, if, if I'm riding, if, if I'm if I'm I don't want to use that. If I had a uh, uh, just pitiful, poor judgment, being in places I shouldn't have been and say I ended up being shot, right? But I live, turn my life around, have a great life. Now I have my kids. And for me as a teacher, I'm like, I think you should experience the things I experienced so you can teach you a lesson. So that means I want you to get shot. But one of my kids get shot and then they don't live and they die. That's it's on me. Or if they get shot and live, but they have a handicap. Like, no, that's, that is crazy. It's not experience. It's not the best teacher. I'm going to tell you the best teacher. Revelation is the best teacher. What do I mean? When you can take the information, apply it, and then get the reward from it. That is the best teacher, right? If not, you're just going to keep repeating things over and 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 over. And unfortunately, we see it in generations as it relates to legacy. We've already established that there are good legacies and then there are bad legacies. Like in my family, I'm not proud of it. There is a legacy of alcoholism. Yeah. But I made it in my mind. I don't want that legacy. So I'm doing everything in my power to like, we're going to keep that out, right? 
right? There had there's also um, a legacy of alcoholism. Did I just say that? Yeah. yeah see, I'm having a moment. That's what happened, Ferris, when you. You did. You said I said twice. it twice, but when you're parenting, you're used to saying stuff twice, right? I said you can't go to that party. I said you can't go to that party. No, I said it twice because it's really near and dear to me, right? Um, like it's it it affected our family in such a negative way, mm-hmm. right? So when is it? Who's gonna stand up and say, "Man, enough is enough. We gotta do something different," right? So. But it's cool. I tell you what, I, sh- I just should experience it. But then I end up, because of that because of that bad behavior, I end up losing my wife, I end up losing my family, I end up losing my job, the businesses, all the things that I've been blessed with, I, I lose it because I'm not disciplined enough for, to, uh, to keep this thing from governing my life, right? So. And the thing with revelation is too, you also have to be prayerful about it, to ask God to speak to you and not necessarily like in such like an ominous way. He can speak to you through anybody. Yeah, okay. like you can't go to that party. That's that's God saying, listen to God. You can't go to the party. That, I think that was God speaking, right? No, that, that was just speaking. Okay, that was me speaking. Okay, go ahead. But no, that's really all I wanted to say about revelation. That's just, yeah. It, 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 is it two-way street? Yes. God is long suffering. He's gonna talk to you, but at a certain point, you don't you don't want to get to the point where God stops talking. That's the worst Uh-oh. part of life, or any like any place you could be. Man, you, you, man you waxing deep, man. I'm I'm just I'm trying to tread on the surface, but you keep taking yeah. a deep, young lady. <laughs> wow, that is that a place is you don't want to be. No, it's right. No, absolutely right. Um, but thank God, He is long suffering. Um, and I think even more so too, when we're talking about revelation, sometimes it's not it's not so deep and just, uh, I'm waiting to hear from God. My, my grandmother used to say it this way. She would leave, she said, I don't have to tell you what to do because I've already told you. That's you. <laughs> no, no, that is you. I know, that but is. I'm just saying this. And I said that to say this, some of you, you already have the answer. Mm-hmm. You are just neglecting to use it and do it. And you're saying, well, God, I need you to speak to me. God's not going to say anything to you. He's already spoken. So uh, I don't want to make it so deep. I think these legacy blockers are good, right? And it could be many, but these are just some we thought we share with you. And the last one I want to talk about that I think one of the biggest and greatest legacy blockers is safety. In other words, I hear what you're saying about legacy. Uh, I like where I am. I'm not going to take any risk. I'm not going to take a chance and do anything. I'm just going to be safe doing this the way I'm doing it. And if legacy comes out of it, cool. If legacy doesn't come out of it, cool. You cannot be safe. Abraham, what if Abraham was safe? When God told him, hey, I want you and the lad to go yonder and worship, Abraham could be like, yeah, you ain't giving a lot of instructions, Lord. I'm going to just chill out here. Me and the lad going to chill here. But no, it took courage for him to obey God. God told him to go yonder and worship. He didn't say, he didn't say go over to uh, to St. Uh, Benedict Street, um, 2234 St. Street. We're going to worship there. God said go yonder. No, it, 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 took, it took some faith for him to step out. Right. And that's how God is. You, if you're going to rock with him, you're going to have to believe 
You have to trust. And sometimes when it comes to legacy, it's not all laid out for you. Some of it you have to dig out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. If you're rocking with this podcast or anything that I'm doing, you're going to hear us talking about digging it out. Because that's what it's going to take for you to have some of the things that you want to have in life. And to have legacy, you got to dig it out. Yeah. You, what's, yeah, I know, you know about, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Come on. You got to dig it out. Yeah. You, listen, you, I, listen, all the, I should have, I should go get my shovel. I should put my boots up here in the background so they can see the shovel and boots so they can know that it's some, it's some heavy lifting that's going on. To have a legacy is heavy lifting. And then also, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Oh, my goodness. To identify what you need to dig out. Uncomfortable like what? I'm use me, for example. During our time in ministry, I was introduced to a lot of things. And one thing in particular was leading prayer, like... Like in children's ministry, you know, you know, I would volunteer things like that, but in front of an entire congregation at such a young age, you know, it's kind of it, not not kind of, it was intimidating, but being put into that situation and having, and then like after praying, you know, breaking down in tears and having those different types of experiences with God and like realizing that this is going to be a part of your purpose. Yeah. It it lets you know that this is this this is going to be a part of your legacy. Right. Yeah. But I remember us talking about that. And I remember the time telling you because I had a similar experience with that. Yeah. But because I overcame it, I told you, just look at the model you have in your own house. Just model what you see yeah. until you get revelation of what to do. And so when you model, when I say model what you see, model what you see me do. You knew uh, the circumstances in which I was having to pray in that position. Uh-huh. You knew what I had to overcome to pray, yeah. to do those things. And so when you have a model, what seems so difficult and what makes you want to be safe, and you can be like, well, no, I, I won't pray uh, in front of people or out loud or in front of a congregation. I'll just stay back and pray and be a part. But when you step out and you embrace it, even though it's scary, even though you have all these emotional traumas about it and you cry and whatever else because all of these thoughts are coming against you what happens is when you step out from the safety net and you trust it you unlock oh man <laughs> oh y'all but see y'all pulling on me you unlock some things that you didn't even know that was there yeah. from my experience when i stepped out and i had to obey just like abraham some instruction was given to me hey you praying tonight that's it then I wasn't told what to pray. I wasn't told how to pray. I wasn't told how long to pray. I wasn't given a subject to pray on. I wasn't given a prayer scripture. I was told you are to pray. So what does that tell me? If I'm being asked to do it, I have the ability to do it. So whether I'm, if I got to step out and do it, trusting and trembling, all I know is when I open up my mouth, what came out and then what transpired years later and what's happening now is a result of me stepping out. I could have been safe. I could have said, you know what? I've never done this before. Could you please get ask somebody else and just stay and pray in my seat? But no, you know, some 20 some years ago, it was a life changing shift. And I watched, I watched this. This is the greatest part of it that I love. Knowing, not knowing that I would have another daughter and then that God would grace her with the same type and she would have to walk through the same thing I walked through. Who better? 
for her to come through. Who better for her to see? And so for just that reason, for if no other reason for me to walk through that, and so now she has the faith to be able to walk through whatever, but especially something similar, the same thing. So I'm telling you, parents, for your kids, if you have businesses in your marriage, I'm telling you, if you're the torchbearer, you have a responsibility as it relates to this legacy. So now I'm not even concerned about it. I know every generation of Hickerson's, if there's going to be a prayer warrior. <laughs> Why? Because I dug it out. Y'all going to make me go get my shovel and my boots. Oh my I'm telling you right now, somebody, you got to dig this stuff out. Man, I'm loving this podcast. This is good. This is good. This is good. You know, we, ah, oh man, oh, our time, our time, our time. We just want to be with you forever. Oh, but listen, that's why you got to subscribe, like, and share. We got so much telling you 2022. Oh my God, we're coming. Oh, we're coming. You know, I was sitting there and I, I typed it in. When we talk about legacy, I want you to think about this. And not only when uh, do I want you to think about it, but I want you to start saying it. When you say legacy, I want you to say this. When you think of legacy and you say legacy, I want you to say, let's go see. Legacy, let's go see. Legacy, let's go. It's going to catch on in a minute. Legacy, let's go see. Legacy should be you going to see what God has in store for you. And because I made up in my mind, my wife made up in her mind that we're going to let's go see. Legacy is, is popping up all around us, all in our lives, all in our children's lives. And why? The best is yet to come. All because we made up in our minds, we're going to let's go see. So I'm telling you, let's go see. Legacy. Start saying it. Begin to speak it out. Watch what's going to start happening. I promise you. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you, I am trying to tell you, let's go see. Um, there's plenty more information that uh, we, we want to share with you, but unfortunately, you know, our time um, is about out, but it's got to come back for part four. Yeah. And um, hear what we have to say. Um, I'm curious, what do you think about when you hear us say legacy and let's go see? Because you're about to go, let's go see in about four months. Oh, not, oh my gosh, not four months. Too. But I'm just saying, that's kind of, well, it's, but it's a little more time, but you're about to go, let's go see. So I want you to share with him. I mean, uh, let's go see, legacy, talk to him, talk to us. I think it's just, self-explanatory it's not just gonna come to you like like in a like in an instance and like you have it all mapped out just there you have to I feel like it's a I feel, I feel like it's a lifelong journey figuring out where you're like oh you did because it's like you said it's about maturity yeah and being able to process different things and at the age I'm not, I can process certain things that I wouldn't, you know, that where I, I can process certain things where I am right now, but I can't process what you process in certain 
in certain situations and things like that. It's you can't process it yet. Yet, yet. Yeah, yes. but it's already on inside of you. Okay, we I, I gotta go here. So legacy, let's go see. We are who did we talk about earlier? We talked about Abraham. God told him to do what you and the lad are going to go worship. He didn't give him a place, but because Abraham was willing to let's go see, God already knew what he was gonna do. Now watch this. He already has uh, Isaac. Abraham is focused on Isaac and what God told him. God already has Jacob in mind. Yeah. Ah. That's why I said lifelong because he didn't give you a specific age or a specific time. It just comes when you're ready for it. Listen, as you can tell, we are loving this. This is so fun. And yeah. for us, I want to tell you something. Not only is this legacy, but this is so historical for us as a family. Yeah. Um, sitting here with you, doing this podcast with you, in my mind, I'm sitting here having this podcast with my grandfather. Aww. No, seriously, let me tell you why. Because I don't know if I shared it on the podcast or not, but in terms of <laughs> me just talking, people doing this interaction, talking to you, like he was my first motivational speaker. He was my first inspirational speaker. He was my first life coach. Um, now, I want to share this, and I, I want you to hear me. My grandfather, um, love him. Um, but my grandfather, he didn't spend time in ministry the way we did. Yeah. Right? But I think he was a man light years before his time. I think he, I think God used him in a way that I can't even begin to explain. He was a he was a, a purposeful agitator um, to help get me to the place that I am now. Yeah. I had been through something so traumatic that I look at people now that have been through what I've been through by the age of nine that they never bounced back from. Yeah. But because of who he was, knowing who I was, knowing I, I have no I have no doubt he knew part of the things that God had instilled in me and he saw. Them. So he he went into action to activate him out of a traumatic experience. Yeah. And because of his contribution a lot of things that could be fears and phobias to me, they have no power over me because of my grandfather. Yeah. And it was through his way of being a motivator, being a inspiring, being a teacher. He, and I also have to credit him as being my first like teacher, life teacher, right? Like I said, he would take, he could give me a lesson on how he cut up fish and apply it to life. He could give me a message on how he cut up a cow and apply it to life. He could give me a message on how he seasons his barbecue on how to apply. Like he I was that person, right? And so just now when we're talking about legacy, when we're talking, that's what I'm thinking. Like we're having this conversation, but I think about how great it would have been to be able to do a podcast with him, right? And so, but, but uh, I, I can't do that 
but you and I can have this podcast. You know, I'm even speaking about faith. I'll, I'll still be around to do it with my grandson or granddaughter, right? And be able to be on his papa and whatever, you know what I mean? I don't know what it'll be. But my point is, because of legacy, me and my wife know for whatever generations that are left of us, in everyone, it's going to be this and this. Yeah. And it's because, I'm telling you, we endeavor to go. Listen, we're out of time. Man, we have, oh my God, there's so much more that we want to share with you. And Nicole, I just want you to know, um, I don't see you on here as my daughter. I do value you being on here as my co-host. Um, I have no doubt you can do this podcast. You don't need me on here uh, for anything. I'm just on here. Um, I don't know. They told me in the in the uh, makeup room, I'm just a prop or something. I don't know. But anyway, I just, I'm so, I'm just overjoyed. You know, this is so much fun. And I can't wait to the day when we look back on this and yeah. see what this has turned to years from now. Um, so listen, you be inspired. Listen, keep fighting. That was the first podcast. Listen, what is your responsibility and legacy? Listen, let's go. And look, guard against those legacy blockers, right? You have what it takes. And listen, we got to get out. But as we always say before we get out of here, strength for today, sustenance for tomorrow. Look, my lovely co-host, Nicole Hickerson, it's your boy, H2O, your potential conditioner. And listen, we'll see you when we see you. Peace. Peace. Yo.